Hey, hey, everybody, and we are back with another episode of Boss Your Business. And today we are going across the big pond to Australia. Today I have Jennifer Parker right here on the episode. And Jennifer or Jen, what do you prefer, actually? Do you just go by Jen or do you go by Jennifer? Yeah, call me Jen. So much Jen. easier. Make it, yeah. make it so much yeah. easier. I have a couple of friends that don't like the Jen, so it's like... Cool. So for everybody listening in, Jen is a business mindset coach and you are supporting female entrepreneurs to navigate the self-sabotage and resistance so they can become unstoppable. You're speaking Absolutely. my language. You yeah. are speaking my language. Oh my God. Self-sabotaging. Don't we, don't we all do that? And often yeah. enough, we see that we do that, but we can't necessarily stop doing it. Yeah, everyone does it. And it's really interesting when people say, oh, no, I've done mindset work. It's like it's, it's almost like we think we've done something once and we can tick it off our to-do list. Like, yes, I've done mindset work. It doesn't sure. Work like I went to the gym once. It does the job. Yeah. It's like when you brush your teeth, Evie, and um, you're like, I'm just going to brush my teeth once just, just, just and I'm going to have beautiful teeth for the rest of my life it just doesn't totally. work like that you're you have over sixty thousand thoughts per day and mm. most of those are negative and in business you are going on a huge self-discovery journey right and so you consciously know some of those uh self-doubt you know where you're not trusting yourself or you're just feeling uh, lack of confidence you have the awareness but behind the surface in your subconscious programming, you're doing all of these things like busy being busy or, you know, jumping. Busy, across. busy shuts up the brain. I don't have to think about when I'm just doing busy shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just how but we've been conditioned. And so we need often to have a coach or a mentor mm -hmm. to just hold the space and to reflect back what's happening so we can see what the awareness of those sabotaging behaviors that are not working for us so we can embody the unstoppable force that we desire within our business and in our life yeah or as i say just call out your bullshit yeah <laughs> I gotta, we, I gotta all go. we all do it you know i got so. i got a couple people like that in my life where it's like evie what the fuck are you doing again <laughs> and yes, we are an explicit podcast. I will check the box for that, guys. You all get, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, do not have children close by. Um, Jen, how how did you get here? So what what was your journey of coming to the now? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. And I love asking people that question as well, mm, Evie. It's, yeah, it's the it's, best it's, stories. It's when the little things come out where it's like you did what? Yeah. So for me, before I embarked as a self-sabotage mindset coach, I was a social worker in, in here in Australia working mm -hmm. in hospitals. And while there were many amazing things about advocating for people's rights and being that amplification of people who felt like they didn't have a voice I was at the brink of burnout oh. I was in the emergency department in the mornings because I had sort of swapped areas 
and I was also across um, several wards as well. And so I could sort of feel in myself that I knew there was something else for me, but I was so, so, so stuck in fear. You know, having a government job is a really amazing thing. And a lot of people, it's like the pinnacle of success, you know, having that uh, security. I'm like, I'm I'm assuming that, that, I'm assuming that in Australia, government job is pretty much similar to Europe, I'm guessing, where it's like, once you reach a certain tenure, you are safe. Yeah. It's, you got, you got retirement taken care of. You can't get fired easily. It's, it's the pinnacle of safety when it comes to a job, right? Exactly. You know, so many people, we all want to feel safe and secure. And we, Mm -hmm. when we realize as life goes on, nothing is safe and secure. And so the universe was showing me signs. I kept, you know, I had so much anxiety Mm -hmm. and doubting myself and, you know, all of the time and also being a mother of two young boys at that time I had to leave them at six o'clock in the morning and drop them off to daycare and I was just you know the universe kept attempting to show me little things and I just wasn't listening it was affecting my health and you know and and it was in a moment where I just realized that I had to it was I had to make a decision I had to make a choice and I chose me in that decision. And in terms of like how I was on the journey of becoming a coach, I remember sitting in nature and I was looking, you know, and I was, I always feel so good when I'm in nature and grounded and I just feel like I'm back to me, right? And I'm like, what am I going to do? And life coaching literally popped in my head. I hadn't been to a coach and I'm like, yeah, I can use a lot of my knowledge and skill as a social worker. And then obviously I went and did my studies in coaching and then uh, we, we we went into a global pandemic. And um, oh, yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We had a global pandemic. I'm trying to forget about that one. Oh, it's been crazy, hasn't like two it? Two years and then, just gone. Yeah. And I think it's shown us the importance of are you living oh my thing came out are you living by your values and what's important to you or are you living by fear and that is one of the common threats right now no matter if it's with my guests here on the podcast if it's with my clients it's if it's just in my circles of friends where it's like the thing that came out of covid is the whole why am i doing this and how does it align with my values? Mm. I think it was a really, really big wake-up call for people of, I don't, I think I might even take it so far as this could be over tomorrow. I'm like, we had some really bad COVID cases around in my circles. There were some major wake-up calls. But even in, in the lower level where people might not have been quite as affected, it was still a, you told me for years I have to come into the office and I can't work from home. Yet now suddenly when we have a pandemic, you can make it work. Yes. Isn't it interesting that anything is possible? Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes we can get stuck in businesses, in our own mindset that we have to do things a particular way. Business has to be where you're sitting down and hustling and doing all this stuff and you're like, oh, my God, why am I, you know, resisting this, right? There's so many opportunities that COVID has actually gifted people. I mean, there's huge debates, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's gifted people the opportunity that you can work from home and you can save money on rent. But the thing that a lot of people are missing since COVID is that connection and that community. And when you go into an office, it's not just to work because sometimes we think when when you're at home and mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with a client and they said, as long as I do the eight hours and I said, I bet you, you're going to be more productive even if you do it for half an hour than you are yep. at work. When you're at work, you're getting phone calls, people are interrupting you. You might, and that's where we need to look at how business is done, how our work is done. You know, things have changed and evolved so much since the Industrial Revolution and oh, people God. want more, right? People want to actually enjoy life that's what life's about isn't it not to be working for someone else and going oh my god I don't like my job you can feel those people when you walk in you know you want it to feel light and expansive and when businesses and organizations are doing that people thrive and people do well so it's really about how can we support our team how can I support myself as a business owner yeah and it's, it's interesting. I've been going through this process myself right now. I'm like, I've been working from home, I don't even know, for 10 years now, plus whatever. Um, but I was also single during COVID. And a lot of friends that had family, so we stayed our distance. Don't get me wrong. Dine in, dine in the driveway is nice, fun, but it gets boring with the time when you can't even hug your best friend, right? So my circle of friends and the people that I actually had physical connection with, even just getting a hat was really, really limited because, mm-hmm. again, taking care of my friends. I had I have high-risk friends where it's like, I'm, I'm not going to be the one giving you this stuff. I'm not taking that risk. So being really careful and now coming out of this where I'm like, I'm vaccinated, I'm taking care of everything that I can, but I also cannot keep doing this, even though I've been working from home for ages. I literally just signed up with a club where um, a really great membership club here downtown San Diego, where there's a restaurant. I literally can grab my laptop. I can just go there, get my coffee, just sit there, look over San Diego from the 34th floor but also get the energy of the people around mm. me. Can calls and all the hustle and bustle distract you? Yeah, but right now it actually gets me to focus. Yes. I have the hustle yeah. and bustle going on in there. And I had a friend of mine who's like, I, I can't take it. I'm going to the next room where it's more quiet. And I'm like, I'm staying here because it, it makes me, quote, put on the blinders because it is a hustle and bustle. First of all, I get that energy of people around me that you simply don't get at home by yourself and virtual. But it also will, it says, okay, I don't need to hear all of this. And my brain just shuts everything off and focuses on what the task actually needs to be getting done rather than being here at home where, 
oh, I still have two loads of laundry and the dishwasher needs to be taken care of. And oh, I forgot about to clean the kitchen. Guess what I'm procrastinating with? Cleaning the kitchen. I'm I'm nodding with agreement there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You, you can't replicate energy and you can feel that. Like I, I feel your energy, um, but when you're even... When you're in a coffee shop, I sometimes find when I'm in a coffee shop and I'm like, okay, I'm just just going to do some content planning or I'm just going to do something where I'm in, con- in creation mode and I'm like, holy, you know, wow, I just got so much done in such a little amount of time and we can sabotage ourselves by going, oh, like here in Australia, it's school holidays for my youngest, sorry, my oldest. So, you know, there's always lots to do, but it's also looking at, okay, well, what's the most important thing for me right now that I need to do that's, you know, that's urgent, that's going to keep moving my business forward. Um, And there's always dishes, can I just say. There's always dishes and, you know, it's like the never-ending pile of washing that just feels Mm -hmm. like a mountain. You're like, I'm sure. I just did this. It it never ends. It's one of those things that you think, you know, if you had a genie yep. and you could just make one wish, I think it would be like someone just sort, you know, your washing mm-hmm. would just be sorted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's where it comes down to really paying attention to how we react to certain things. Again, my my procrastination of when I don't want to do a certain task, and even if it's just a five-minute task, I'm self-sabotaging myself by procrastinating with cleaning cleaning up the kitchen because it's close to me. I live in San Diego. Renting prices here is insane, but I'm happy to pay the sunshine tax, right? So I'm in a fairly small place. I can see my dirty dishes from my desk. Believe me, I'm going to be freaking procrastinating and self-sabotaging myself by doing the dishes rather than doing the task and I don't want to do. But I grab the laptop and I drive those. It's literally 15 minutes for me. And believe me, I can find days where I talk myself out on that 10, 15 minute drive. And I'm like, and he didn't get anything done. So it's it's funny how how our brains work and how we might be working around things that we think we don't want to do and then we are feeling really good when we suddenly get them done. Yes. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, you keep putting it off. It's always it's always on the list, but it never quite oh gets done. And, and then the anxiety sets in. Yeah. And then the guilt then, sets in. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And you're so right. Some of these tasks, they don't take a long time. Nope. But some of them do take, a, you know, a bit more time and it's really understanding what am I, you know, what is it? And a lot of the time, the reason that we're avoiding something or it could be that we don't know how to do a certain task and that's such a big element of business is we're expected to know all these different elements and mm-hmm. skills, right? And so we've got to just be so kind and compassionate that it's a learnt skill having a business, because you don't just go, okay, I know how to use, I know how to do marketing, I know how to do podcasting. Um, you have to understand your learning preference. And sometimes um, I'm very kinesthetic. I, for me, I have to jump in and learn 
and then go, okay, now I need to to know the steps I need to go. So, yeah, I think radical compassion for sure when you're learning new tasks is something that is needed because else you are going to procrastinate and you're just going to keep beating yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, guys, let's not do that. Though, so, yeah, I'm saying that because I know how it is when you beat yourself up where I'm like, did I really just do this again? Yeah, I did. Happens. It's life. It's going to come back around. If you didn't learn the lesson, it's going to come back around. Now, I know we already heard you have two kids, and I know your little one um, even has special needs. Right? That's the, that was the little one, right? So your business is built around having time for them, being able to be there when they need you. What are, what are some of the processes and workflows that you have in your business that allows you to, to step away, to not leave the house at six o'clock in the morning anymore, but actually maybe even have breakfast with the kids or take the weekend off to play and go out? What, what, what yeah. are those processes and workflows that give you that freedom? Yeah, I think the first thing is actually knowing your time. Mm -hmm. So schedule, like in terms of scheduling that for me, and this is something that I have to do because I have to look at the days that my youngest has um, therapy sessions and things like mm -hmm. that. So for me, it's sitting down and looking at, you know, the times that I'm available for my coaching, the times I'm available for podcasting, etc. So it's been realistic and also having a day where you don't schedule anything as no. well. You don't schedule. And, uh -huh. you know, sometimes it's easy, you know, you're like, oh, I'll just, the more that we have time to do something, you know. The more it, time it, it will it, take it, us. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it's definitely the processes <sighs> of having been really clear on the days that I am doing certain um, tasks. I'm available mm -hmm. for clients, etc. And having flexibility. So like I got up early to do a call this morning, but that allowed me to later after I speak to you, Evie, I'll go and be able to spend more time with my son. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it's schedule it's really about how I'm utilizing and prioritizing my time and simplifying, simplifying the business. So for me, how I do that is when I'm doing my lead gen through, I use Facebook as my lead gen. I mm -hmm. use that, do all of that thing. And that's something that I do every single day. And I really have to be very mindful of what's the most important task. Am I just yeah. fucking around and being busy? So for me, in terms of the processes, it's really been clear about where am I going in my business and my vision? Because some of these tasks, they take time to build and that's yep. what we've got to understand we're living in a society that's expecting instantaneous results and growth and like even like podcasting like you know people can see this maybe years down you know they might be watching this from a couple of years in the future who knows so I think it's really about for me the processes is being clear on my calendar mm -hmm. and not overcomplicating it. I simplify it and not like 
not having hundreds of things that I'm doing. I simplify it. I simplify the trainings that I provide and I know where I'm spending my time. And so then I can have more time to whatever we're going to do next. We might go to the library or we might go and do some other things. So it's been realistic and it's also been realistic of when I want to um, do the next intake of clients for my mastermind and when that works. And it's quite hard during the December, January. So I do it late January for me. Yeah. Yeah, you brought up a really good point. The the whole task is going to take as long as we give it. It's and I and I I still fall into that often enough where it's like oh yeah I need to get this done by this day I still have time I still have time, and then suddenly due date rolls around and you are two days late yeah been there done that I might have a little bit of experience with that yeah yeah the <laughs> the the scheduling out and and the really focusing and simplicity uh, yeah that's that's one of the big efforts that we are doing over here at ASCII before for next year really just simplifying simplifying and simplifying more focusing on the things that work and just making things way more simple um repeatable yes yeah use it like using your content in different ways if you've done videos can you keep repurposing like Mm -hmm. tell people if you've done a training tell people hey who wants this free training you know have a good hook so people are like oh you know I can spend so much time doing like put my soul into content and then I spend five not even five seconds writing just a you know who wants this and so many people are like oh yeah me 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 you know so our brain likes to overcomplicate. oh god yes it, it and likes that's to complicate so much that's where which will lead us perfectly into my next question that's where i love StreamYard. So if you guys been around, you've listening and watched for a while, I use StreamYard for the live show because the funny thing is now I, I'm going to get tech nerdy here a little bit because we're going to ask Jen here in a second about her favorite tools. But specifically with creating content and repurposing content because start out with it. It doesn't even have to be as long as our podcast here, somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. Usually it can be something short of a 5-10 minute video. And the nice thing here specifically is not only do I have the recording that Jen and I have with both of us in it, by the end of this, I'm also going to have a full screen recording of Jen's video feed in 1920 by 1080 and a full screen of mine without the overlay and everything, which now means I have, what, half an hour full of knowledge bits and bytes and pieces that can be repurposed. I'm going to be nice to myself because we don't have a full-on repurposing and micro-content process yet. We do have, however, the video and then into the audio and into the blog post and a couple of social media posts ready for, for this process. But just, guys, listening, just imagine 30 minutes of content with an amazing guest. How many pieces of micro-content can you pull out of this? And if you have the budget and the team for it, even even a good VA can jump in and grab those pieces with a tool like Descript or something like that. 
So keep, keep the simplicity in mind when you are trying to figure out how to reach your audience. So you lined that one up perfectly. Now I'm lining you up perfectly. We talked about your workflows and processes. We talked about how you got here. What are some of the daily tools you use that help you run your business and not lose your mind? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have G Suite. So that's where uh -huh. it's got Google Drive, Google Sheets, um, Google Documents. I can share so much in there that, you know, Google, you know, Hotmail. Um, that is something that I use daily. I'm always yeah. you know, writing notes and things like that. So that is super, super helpful for me and where I am in my business. Um, of course, Zoom. So I use Zoom when I'm doing all my podcast interviews, all of my coaching calls, all of the times that I go live and Facebook is obliging at the time and I can do it like that way as well. Yeah, um, Facebook. Yeah. She doesn't um, always like us. <laughs> so they are probably my favourite and and I do like Canva as well when you're doing mm -hmm. different contents. But you can go in a little bit of a wormhole, like quite honestly, with Canva and you can get incredibly, it's so good. But, you know, sometimes there's so many choices that we we overcomplicate it and business doesn't need to be like that. And it's something that I have to catch myself on is People are paying you for the results that they have, not just information. Sometimes yeah. we feel like we've got to do 100 PDFs and this is what people want. People join courses and they still don't get results because they don't have someone pulling them up on their BS. And, you know, sometimes that's what people need. So just if you are you getting distracted with Canva, like, always be whatever tool you do use just ask yourself like what's the purpose of this or am I going am I just faffing around looking at pretty things and I look I'm very guilty of this so I can talk about I think it we all are <laughs> you know yeah we all are it's like oh look at that that looks nice yeah and then you're like oh well oh I don't know where my time just went what have I just done oh nothing two hours gone didn't yeah. do nothing Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, my really god, busy. yes. So, um Jen, you have an amazing Facebook group, I've heard. So guys, yes. we, you're going to get that yeah. in the link. I got a I got a link for you so you can join Jen's Facebook group. Where else can my audience find you? Yeah, so they can find me on Facebook, Jennifer Parker. Um, you'll see that I'm a self-sabotage mindset coach, all talking all about becoming unstoppable. That's sort of where I really love talking to women about like that first step of learning to become unstoppable and then embodying that. So that's probably a good start or they can, you know, I do have a website um, and that's www.realvisionlifecoaching.com.au, but I'm very active on Facebook. That's probably the main social media platform that I choose to spend my time on. So that's probably just find me on there or just Real Vision Life Coaching. That's like my business name. Yeah. So there you go, guys. So go head on out. Go find her. Go connect with Jen. Thanks so much for joining me today. That was really fun. And thanks, everybody, for 
joining the latest episode of Foster Your Business. I'll see you in the next. Mm, Thank bye. you so much. So fun. Thank you. <laughs>